1: Hello,
0: inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and a welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and very excited to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, today with Marcus Angel. Marcus Angel is the owner of Angel Restorations, where he and his team produce Concord-level creations. They've restored cars for clients from around the world, and the cars they produce have been included as part of the best judge vehicles, including cars like Shelbys, Boss Mustangs, and Cobra Jets. In addition to restoring cars, Marcus is the head national judge. For the Shelby Club of America, he writes articles for Mustang Monthly and Mustang Times. We'll be back in just a minute, but first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. We'll be right back. Do you know the best way to protect your special vehicle, both the inside and the outside, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, back when I was in high school. I've been around a long time. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking brand new. And they have manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design for a very long time. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom pattern vehicle covers, and they're crafted to fit tens of thousands of patterns. And that's growing. You can choose from a dozen fabric options, and accessories all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. I protected my rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you know what? You should too, and I've got a deal for you. Right now, you can get 10% off your order using a special Cars yeah code. The code is YEAH120. Use that code when you check out, and you get 10% off your order. What a deal. That's at covercraft.com. Be sure to use the code YA120 at checkout for your 10% off. That's covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car or if you have 200 in your garage. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get an exclusive SCM guide to restoration shops included for free. And I've got a couple very cool offers. One is if you go and subscribe to their digital subscription, you're going to get 50% off using the code Yeah, That's right, 50% off their digital subscription. But wait, that's not all. If you go and subscribe and get their print magazine and use the code BSH, you get $10 off. That's right, $10 off. Why BSH? Well, that's the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast that I do every Tuesday with Keith Martin. You'll find it here on the Cars Yeah website or using your mobile device, with any mobile device podcast app or you can find it at sportscarmarket.com that's buy sell hold the essence of collecting hey marcus welcome to cars yeah my friend are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride
1: hey there mark i am virtually buckled up here talking to you so i'm ready we're ready
0: to go and have some fun we'll talk a little bit about car restoration, Mustangs, your life and everything. But first, I want you to share a little something that most people don't know about you.
1: I would say, I mean, on the top of my head, I'm an avid hiker. You know, I like to blow off some steam doing something different. Uh, I do. I have traveled in a lot of different places, hiking uh, the Dolomites in Italy, the Swiss Alps, the Matterhorn and all the way out to Nepal to see Mount Everest. I didn't hike it, but uh, we had a little Flight that you fly around the peak of Mount Everest. So that's my my go to thing. I like being outdoors, doing things outdoors, and um, even here in Arizona and Phoenix, the Grand Canyon, things like that. It's it's what I live for. So uh, yeah, the cars are important part of my life, but you gotta enjoy life outside of that too.
0: Absolutely, talk about little hikes. Those are some little hikes. Those are some serious. A walkabouts as they say to some very uh beautiful parts of the world so that's pretty darn cool it's gonna make my afternoon walk here seem pretty mundane but uh i'll think good thoughts well let's start with a success quote or a mantra some kind of saying that has meaning for you and your life and what you do it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here or the english wheel spinning so marcus grab the wheel
1: yeah, I mean, look, the thing I have is I have, it's interesting you ask that, right? I have a sign in my shop. Uh, there's a lot of people that come by and they say, hey, I'd like to, you know, it'd be great if I had a shop like this or if I could work like this. And I have a list. It's a short list, 10 things that require zero talent and things like being on time, uh, energy, attitude, passion, uh, doing extra, being prepared, things like that that, you know, it's just, it comes from within. And if you have that and you do that, you'll be successful at anything that you do. And, uh, I really encourage that and push that kind of idea. Sometimes people think that, uh, Oh, you're being a little bit hard. And it's like, well, you know, being on time is such an easy thing. And, and a lot of people, they just don't get that. And those are kind of my, my principles I live by and, um, I expect people that work around me to have the same kind of thing. And I think that leads to success and, uh, you know, living a good, happy life.
0: You know, that list, I've seen that list before. And one of the great lines about it is these are things that take zero talent. (laughs) You just have to do them. Uh, But you're right. Sometimes it's difficult for people. I, I ran a business where we had 100 plus employees. And one of the things that I always was picky about is people being on time and I, I bought a lot of people alarm clocks that they could learn how to use in the mornings. It became yeah. kind of the joke with me, but I said, you know, this isn't difficult. Uh, I guess we learn these things perhaps from our parents. Where did you acquire these uh, skills and talents? As some people say, it doesn't take any, but it takes some effort, right?
1: Well, it does. I mean, it takes effort for sure, but it just it's a drive that you have, right? I just think that Some of us are born with it more. I mean, there's certainly people around me that are hard workers that I can't keep up with. But, you know, it's just you want to get somewhere in life, right? You have a goal. You have a – you want to do more. You see something. You see something that you want to go after, and you find a way to do that. And uh, I think that's a great thing to kind of live by. And just like you said, right, they require zero talent. It requires effort. So it's all upon you. It comes from you. So I – yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Great ways to live by. That's how so many people are successful. It's just that consistency, that persistence, getting up early, getting down to it, the grit, all of that. Well, let's talk a bit about your business, Angel Restorations. I'd love for you to share more about what your company is all about, what you do there, the kind of things that you restore, things, the cars you restore for your clients that make them so happy. So, tell us a lot more about what gets you excited and fired up every morning to get to work. At Angel Restorations?
1: Yeah, I mean, Angel Restorations, what we do, and I think a lot of people know this, if they don't, we, we specialize in one brand, one mark, right? What we're doing is we're restoring the early first generation Mustangs. So, what we say that is, it's from 1965 to 1973, that first true generation that I thoroughly love, right? That time period, the late 60s, the early 70s. And the goal here with the cars that we build is that they are the way they were at the dealer if you went back in time and you went to the car lot in 1970 and said, hey, I want to buy this, this, and this. It's delivered. Every marking on there, every nut, every bolt, every chalk mark is exactly the way that it would have been from day one. And I try to marry that with you know, interesting stories that people have. I mean, every car that I bring in the shop is something interesting meaning okay this car was originally my parents we uh we found it we want to restore it and give it back to them as a a surprise right something like that or it's a historical uh, race car that was uh you know uh, back in 1970 that was raced you know i really try to handpick the projects that we bring in so that there's kind of a payback on the end where I'm not building cars just so people can sell them at the auctions, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I want to have some kind of play in it where it's like, wow, it's makes me feel good. It's a good story to bring these cars to life. So that's what we specialize in here. I do a lot of writing as well. A lot of technical articles uh, I've done over the years to help the community that we're in. I think there's a lot of different communities. You have a Ferrari community, you know, you have a Porsche community and these people it's all about sharing information and raising the bar, right. To show people, this is the way you do it. And, uh, you know, making the restorations better and better as we go forward in time. So that's, that's my specialty. That's my, my stake in the ground as to what we do here.
0: Very cool. Mustangs are those cars that bring smiles. I believe to everybody's faces. I had a 66 fastback for a while and, Uh, every time I got gas people come over and want to talk to me it was just a fun car to drive brought back so many smiles thumbs up from everybody and they made so many Mustangs they were around for so long I mean they're still around you look at them today and they're one of those cars like the Porsche 911 that and I know they all go through different gyrations and maybe periods we don't like so much but it's the same car you remember it from way back when no matter how young Or old you are, and it just brings a smile because everybody has a story, even if they haven't owned one. They've known somebody, they dated somebody, they had a family member, or whatever. So you're really all about bringing back dreams, right?
1: Well, it's it's that, but it's also to me that that Americana, you know what I call you know almost like you know apple pie type of thing. You know the Ford Mustangs, I love them. I love the Camaros, I love the Mopars. It goes back in time, right? When you come to the shop, I have all the memorabilia and dealer signs, you know, from that late 60s era. It's like you're stepping back into time, which honestly, with everything that goes on in the world these days, kind of feels good. You know, to think things were a lot more simpler. Families, you know, had dinner together. There was four channels on TV that you would watch or three. It was just simple. No cell phones. And these cars bring us back. There's so many times people, they just... They see it, and it puts them back in that space and i I like that that is the kind of the draw on the whole thing
0: yeah it's a it it really is to me that's why so many people migrate to the kind of cars they want is it brings it's not even the car, it's the memory or the people around the car. I know for me m g t c s have a special place in my heart because that was the first sports car my dad ever had when I was about five years old. I just look at them and I just get a smile and I can smell the car. I remember those big gauges riding around in the car and, and just having some fun. So it's really about the memories. Well, let's uh, talk about a memory that you have and talk about a big challenge you've had in your career or your life, maybe even a big failure. But the more important, important part of this story has to do with the learning lesson, how you came out of it in a positive way and what you took forward. So take us on a little journey.
1: Yeah, I would. uh, So, Mark, I think for me, that question, I've answered that for a few different people. It's it's an interesting journey that I went through, and that was moving, you know, moving to Arizona. I used to live in Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, you know, and this is more on, on the personal side that when I moved here in 1998, which has been a few years ago, it was a dream to come out here. And I was here for a week, and I was miserable and depressed. I couldn't believe that I would left all my family, all my friends behind. It was August in Phoenix. I had no idea. <sighs> a little hot. No idea. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I mean the the humidity and the heat. I didn't like sleeping with air conditioning. I I, I thought, well, I was here in May. What what happened? It, <laughs> yeah, I had the windows open. And it's called summer. <laughs> yeah, so. I immediately started calling around. I called the moving company. I said, give me a quote on moving everything back. And they they thought I was joking. I'm like, no, I, I, I want to leave immediately. And luckily, luckily I stuck it through and I came out on the other side. It became September, October, the weather became really nice here and it was winter time and fall and started getting cold back there. And it's those kind of hardships that you go through in life that I think, you know, a lot of people that are successful and, you know, I'm certainly not uber successful, but a lot of people that are successful have moved in their life. It's kind of a common thing. It makes you stronger. It makes you in a way you really have to, it's all on you. Then you got to figure it out when you move. And, um, I'm really happy. I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing today. If I moved back, I, I think that was a pivotal point in my life. And I'm really happy that, uh, I stuck it through. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a hardship that I went through.
0: Yeah, I, I can relate. Uh, 26 years ago, I moved from Southern California where I grew up, was raised there. I thought I'd never leave, and I joined a startup company, and we came up to the Pacific Northwest. And for the first five or six years when the winter came and the, the short days because of the, the light is short because we're so far north, and then the rain— I remember the second year, yeah. rained a hundred days straight. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out of here. But okay. when I look back, uh, all the reasons I came up here for to start a new career, we decided my wife would end her career and stay at home and raise the children, which was a big financial burden on us, but it was a An opportunity for her to be able to do that, which turned out to be one of the best things we ever did. The sacrifices we made for that. Uh, The environment was a lot healthier, I believe, in hindsight, to raise our children than where we were, even though we were living in a nice part of Southern California. It pushes you to accept things and realize that there's a difference and there can be a difference and there can be positive. And I remember being pretty depressed about the weather and somebody I worked with, one of the actually employees I hired said, well, you just got to learn up here. You don't stop doing things. You just keep doing them. You go to the soccer games, you go to the football games, you go on a picnic, you go on a walk. You just don't have the right clothes, Mark. <laughs> you, know? yeah. Yeah. you can't wear surf trunks and a t shirt in the winter when it's raining. You need a good raincoat. <laughs> and uh I still yeah. have the Patagonia raincoat I bought twenty five years ago. It's been gosh, great quality.
1: Well and you think about it, right? We would we wouldn't I don't think I would go back now and it sounds like you're kind of the same way that no, where we I are now I'm I wouldn't so go back happy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, too much and that's the thing places change and thankfully people change and it sounds like what you went through your experience caused you to make change and you ended up with this company this business success and you're right you kind of go wow what if I'd given up yeah. How would my life be different? And you think of how fortunate you are to have what you have built here. I know that's come with a huge amount of work and great teammates and people you work with, but uh, it is a great journey. Well, thanks for taking us there. There might be some listeners out there going through the same thing, wondering if they should go back. But I always say going back is usually the wrong choice. You always need to move forward right. and try something new and something different. Great story, Marcus. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? i can help this is mark green here at cars yeah and i'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way five days a week thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the cars yeah podcast and website contact me today and i'll show you how at mark at or connect with me through the cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey Marcus, we're back, and I want you to share a story with me that kind of builds a, your life around cars—a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I—I I, I would kind of say that the way I would answer that is um, as far back as I could remember, I've always enjoyed cars. Uh, I mean, as a as a small child, I mean, i to have all, all these little Matchbox cars around me. I would be enamored by the cars, you know, driving around, you know, especially anything unusual. I mean, I was counting down the days till I turned 16 for years. I just dreamed of driving and driving a car. Yeah, to me, I think, you know, it wasn't like the light turned on one day. It's just like it was always there. I don't know why it's always been of interest to me. It's it's almost like, look, there's some athletes, you see them, they play, You know that they're going to play a sport from day one. Right? Yes. You see pictures of them when they're young musicians, you know, maybe you look at somebody like, uh, I don't know, a Freddie Mercury, right? Uh, that guy was going to be in a band and there was nothing. That wasn't <laughs> yeah, stop exactly. So there's certain, you know, things that happen and I know that there's some people that might answer that and say, Hey, I was, you know, 1982 in the winter and this is what happened. But I just always, always enjoyed it. I, you know, when I, before I could drive, I was always so excited if I could wash my parents' car and I'd be out there, you know, detailing it and uh, waxing it. it was just exciting to be around a car. Uh, I used to sneak into junkyards when I was a kid and, uh, just, it was just interesting to go there and see the parts and the cars and, you know, and half disassembled. So it's always been a passion. It's something that I'm happy that I've had. And, uh, It's just always been there. It's never really been turned on or off. It's just always been there from the start.
0: What would all of us enthusiasts have done without Matchbox and Hot Wheels? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just like part of. I'm sitting here looking at one of my desk right here that my father gave me my first Matchbox by Lesney Jaguar, red Jaguar coupe. I'll, I'll still remember the day he bought it for me. It was 25 cents. I thought it was a big deal. We were in a hardware store, and he said, "Hey, you might like this." and that's what started it, and I think I've got hundreds of those things, all my old ones. Well, t- speaking about cars, how about your first really special vehicle? The first car that you got that has great meaning for you, and maybe share a story about that ride. Um,
1: I would say Mark, the first car that was ever really interesting for me, that really took me to this uh, on this path, was. Um, I think it was about 16, 18 years old, somewhere in that time frame. And, you know, there was an area where we would go around at nighttime and cruise, right? The concept of cruising around, you know, hanging out with friends, like American graffiti type of stuff, right? And there was a guy, when I saw this car, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is that? That is, I've never seen anything like that. And he was the coolest guy, I thought, because he had this car. And that car was a 57 Chevy, Right. And in the eighties, you know, when I was growing up and, and, and saw that it was just, you know, nobody saw anything like that. So I, he then eventually put that car up for sale. And, um, the way I remember it is he was asking about $3,000 for the car. Mm -hmm. So I saved up money uh, but I didn't have $3,000. So I asked my parents, they said, absolutely not. Yeah. Eventually he sold it to a car dealer in town and I saw it on the lot and I hemmed and hawed and I got a loan. I got a loan to buy that car and that was it. I mean, it just, everybody around me was enamored with that and, and would look at that. And it's like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. And that was the first car. I did sell it eventually. I stayed in touch with the owner. He did a total restoration on it and made it into a beautiful car. And, uh, I, I do miss that car, but that did, you know, that put me on a path of really, you know, researching and learning and understanding these, you know, what is this and why was it made this way? And where do I find these parts, uh, that I still do every day today.
0: What fun. 57. Now that's a, classic Chevy of all time for sure the 57 absolutely well, here's an introspective question that I'm guessing nobody's ever asked you this hmm. if you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, you were actually manifest as a vehicle, not how you well, let's see how you perceive yourself, not what you want to be yeah what would Marcus Angel be and why
1: oh I would uh I'm kind of a practical guy. I, if I was going to be a vehicle, I would be like a pickup truck, like, I don't know, uh, a late 50s Ford pickup truck or something like that. It's the it's the fact of being a utility, you know, doing things, being practical, purposely built for that kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot of cars out there that are interesting, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Pickup trucks somehow, again, I mean – there's so many things I have to do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And without a pickup truck, it's, I'm lost, really. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of look at it as, as if you had to do something, be something practical that people can use and, uh, you know, that helps get things done.
0: Sure. Good answer. I like it. Makes sense. Makes a world of sense to me. Well, we're entering what I call the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some quick blips of that Ford pickup truck throttle So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success over the years?
1: Um, I would say the one thing I think that is a common thread for people that are successful, uh, getting up early in the morning. I get up early every day. You know, some nights I have to stay up late and, and do work. But my day, my week, everything moves so much better when you get up early you know, sunrise. You're up. You're up before sunrise. And I, if you look at people around the world, it's just I'm I'm ready. I'm anxious. I want to get up. I want to do things. And I, I I don't know if I've ever slept in past eight, maybe in my entire life ever. Uh, that's late for me. So you know, five six in the morning, getting up. Um, I love it. And that that time, it's peaceful. And that that would be my one of my personal habits that's...
0: It's a great habit. And, you know, for me, I just... if I happen to not set an alarm, say on a weekend, and I do sleep in a little bit, maybe my body needs it. But I get a little angry. It's like, what do you mean it's eight o'clock? I got, I've wasted two hours out of this day. I can't get that time back ever. It's gone. Maybe it came from my my five years of being a paper boy in junior high and high school, getting up at four o'clock every morning, seven days a week, and throwing papers. But for me, it was cool because then I could go surf for an hour before I went to school. So uh, it kind of play a double duty but i've had a lot of very successful people that getting up early is a key part of their success you can just get a lot more done i think the one that didn't the army have a saying we get more, more done before 9 a.m than most people do in the entire day so uh yeah. i think i think it makes sense how about if i could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with somebody you really admire in the automotive industry living or deceased who would it
1: be Wow, um, you, you know, living or deceased, I, unfortunately, the guy that I would look to, I mean, I've, I've always had such an interest in this guy's life, and he just passed away, you know, sadly in the last year, I think it was, or so, uh, was Nikki Lauda, the Formula driver, Formula One driver, um, his life story, and, you know, again, his values and what he did, and I got to be honest, you know, I did see the, the movie, you know, that movie, uh, I think it was Ron Howard that did the Rush movie several years ago. Such a good movie and, you know, ever since that, that really kind of sparked, you know, who is this guy and, uh, you know, really understand it, again, his life ethic and uh, his work and his thing about perfection and really getting in there and understanding everything and he was just successful, had his own airline that he started. What a, What an interesting conversation you could have with somebody like that. I would be yeah, that would probably, be my, on the top of my head, would be my choice of somebody.
0: Yeah, talk about a guy that probably did get up every every day early and work hard. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, Marcus. I'm going to send you a book. I had a guest on a few weeks ago, John Saltonstead. He's from England. He wrote his first book, and he did a magnificent job. It's titled Nicky Lauda, The Competition History. And it's all hmm. about Nicky Lauda's competition going back to Early, early days of the cars he drove that no one's ever remembered. They all think of him as Ferrari and F1 driver, of course, in his era. But I'm going to send you a copy of this book. I think you're going to like it since you're a Nicky Lauda fan. Uh, And I encourage my listeners to check it out. It's on the resources page on my Show website with uh, the guest recommended books. Or you can just find it by going to John Saltonstead's website. Or not website. Actually, come to my website and listen to his talk if you missed it. Uh, fascinating book. I think you're going to like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick that in the mail to you. How's that sound?
1: Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that, Mark. You're welcome.
0: How about a resource? Is there a resource, kind of a go-to that you'd like to share that you want other people to enjoy as well?
1: Well, look, uh, I I really, the podcasts are really something that I sometimes have to explain this to people. I mean, what are, great concept right these days that we can listen to what we want where we want you know if I'm driving around I put a podcast on you know the amount of podcasts that you've done and the the variety is really interesting you know so I would say the podcasts are a good way to reach people and the other thing that I really enjoy is forums just there's a lot of forums out there that uh, it's like hey I think we've all done that. It's like I need to know, you know, what's the best lathe to buy for my shop or a milling machine. And you go on there's and you know there's a bunch of machinists on this uh, forum and they're talking about it and they don't have any necessarily agenda they're pushing. It's like you know they're very open. This is that. This is my experience. I've gotten a lot of um, a lot of good information that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great to have that. We didn't have that uh, ten fifteen years ago. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Those those
1: two things, you know, I think are really um, key into me learning stuff uh, week after week.
0: Well, I appreciate you mentioning podcasts. Obviously, when I started this almost six years ago, I'd never listened to one. I didn't really even know what they were and started investigating it and realized, oh, here's a neat and interesting way to inspire people and share stories and so forth and there's so many now in the past five and a half six years i've been doing this there's just hundreds and thousands of, if not more of podcasts yeah. out there you can find a podcast under anything and i love the forums the car forums you can learn so much uh, very interesting you and you think about bring a trailer And the car's for sale. Basically, there's a forum there where people can make comments about the car, and you can learn so much about these vehicles. I know some of the things people post are a little dicey or funny or goofy, but it's that way everywhere in life. So even some podcasts are a little goofy as well. I try not to be, but... uh Maybe I am once in a while. I don't know. We'll see. But I appreciate you mentioning those. Now, how about books? Is there a book? I know I mentioned John Saltenst's book about Nikki Lauda. I'm going to send you. But is there another book you might want to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed?
1: Uh, My my favorite books. You know, I, I really enjoy books that are autobiographies or biographies or true stories, things like that. That's my thing. I have you know in my office a lot of books like that. The The one that's on the top of the list that I'm reading right now, I'm three-quarters of the way through, is David Goggins' book called Can't Hurt Me. story about this guy who made it through the Navy SEALs, had to do it, you know, three different times to to make it through there, and the toughness that this guy has, the mental toughness, um, 100-mile marathons that he participates in, and all kinds of physical and mental things that I know I can't do and I never will do. But it's just interesting to read someone else and what they go through and his story in life. You know, and he came from, you know, the bottom and worked his way up. And uh, I love that. I, I try to take something from that. And, uh, you know, that, that book, I think, is particularly inspirational. So I like stories like that. That's That would be my recommendation.
0: Yeah, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me, Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds uh, is the uh, subtitle of that book. It's a great book, very inspirational book, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think that's been mentioned here on Cars, yeah? I'll remind our listeners that you can go to a place on my website that is titled uh, Resources, and under there is guest-recommended books for this book, and over 1,600 books are listed there for you to enjoy from my inspiring automotive enthusiasts, just like Marcus Angel. And by the way, when you look Marcus up on the website, it's M-A-R-C-U-S. Last name is A-N-G-H-E-L. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here, Marcus. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a cool car today. Any collector car you'd like to have parked in your garage, I'm going to get it for you and park it there, drive it over there to the desert in Scottsdale for you to enjoy. But there are some rules to my game since I have to write the check. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. It's a little trick that's off the table. I want you to drive it and enjoy it. Uh, But here's the kicker. It's the only cool collector car you can own. You can only have one. So it's got to check all the boxes, as we say. So what can I buy you today?
1: Oh, I think... uh... Look, the common thread that we're going through on, on this discussion that we're having is going back in time. So even for me, even for me, if I was going to do that, what would be that car? And it would be the car that we started the story with, right? That 57 Chevy. It's the, you know, nobody would expect that when they come over here because I'm only supposed to be working on Fords. I but, know. Uh, What's
0: the deal? You're yeah. jumping marks yeah. on me here.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's that, again, that classic car. I, I never, you know, I thought about it over the years and and never any, actually did anything. But getting back that piece of my youth and having that car or having one like it, I think would be, for me, would be pretty special. And uh, who knows, maybe someday I'll do that. But, um, yeah, I think if, if I was going back, uh, I, I'd be doing what most people I'm doing for them, you know, it's like, Hey, I want this car again. And, uh, I would be happy with that.
0: Okay. Now would this be a coupe or a convertible? No,
1: it would be, no convertible. Cause it wasn't a convertible that I had. I mean, okay. I love convertibles, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it would, it would be a coupe.
0: And what color?
1: Uh, well, it was blue, the one that I had. So Yeah, I I think I would try to emulate and do exactly what that car was so that, you know, I could go in there and maybe feel 16 years old again.
0: (laughs) Well, we're always looking for that youthful feeling, that's for sure. Well, it's a nice choice. I think that's great, and you really captured the real meaning of classic cars that, lay with all of us automotive enthusiasts and that is they bring back memories whether it's a vehicle we had or a neighbor or the big you know the cool kid up the street or whatever it is so very nice answer marcus you've taken us on a very cool ride today in a 57 chevy coupe gotta love that really enjoyed getting to know you better i want to thank you for being my guest today could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the desert sun in that 57 chevy
1: uh, well, the, I, I would say again, uh, you know, I don't know how much wisdom I have. I I'm just kind of kind of a mechanical guy. I you know, you work hard, you get somewhere, and uh, follow your passion, and most importantly, have fun. You know, uh, I it always pains me to hear people that are, you know, oh, I got to go to work again on Monday. Uh, it's Monday morning. You know, I, I I really wish we all, and I know that's not possible, but if we all had that thing you're doing that, you enjoy doing it, or maybe just work a little bit differently in your head to how to get more enjoyment out of what you're doing. I mean, work is a way to pay for the things that we love doing, but sometimes you can make that bridge a little bit, you know, less and enjoy what you're doing as well. So uh, that would be kind of my my advice. I feel blessed in the situation that I am, and uh, I wish that other people can do the same thing. And sometimes it's just, you know, changing the attitude and doing things a little differently
0: yep and trying something different being bold maybe moving somewhere you never thought you'd like to live like marcus did and i did so uh there you go so what's the best way for people to learn more about your business and follow along with what you're doing
1: um i have probably so i have a website the website is uh definitely the number one thing and as far as social media the big buzzword that we always hear the only thing that I do on there is Instagram. I really enjoy that uh, you post pictures. There's not much political or advertising or anything, you know, goofy like that. And people can kind of see a glimpse into what you're doing. That I enjoy those. I use those quite a bit. And uh, But, yeah, websites. Website has everything on there. So that would be the best way to kind of understand what I do and, and see what I do.
0: All right. Well, I'll like, make sure that I put a post or a link, I should say, to those on Marcus's show notes page. Uh, website's easy. It's angelrestorations.com. Again, it's A-N-G-H-E-L, restorations.com. I'd encourage you to check out what the, he does, what his team does. They do some really marvelous restorations, fun cars, great cars. Also, follow him on Instagram. I follow you also on Facebook as well. So make sure you check it out on the Cars yeah website. Again, Marcus Angel. You'll find him right there. Marcus, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise i really have had fun talking with you thanks for sharing your story until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road thanks
1: mark appreciate it you're welcome thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to cars to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up